Welcome to Dark Matter, a rip-roaring new science fantasy setting by Mage Hand Press designed to take your D&D campaign into space. Play a master gadgeteer, space wizard, or anything in between with this 5e compatible setting. Mage Hand Press just launched their Kickstarter for their new Dark Matter starter set that contains everything you need to start your 5th edition D&D game in space. We at Forge Academy are going to be running through Conspiracy in the Stars, an adventure written to kickstart your campaign, and we are super excited to take you on a journey of intrigue and adventure. Check out darkmatter.magehandpress.com to find out more. Welcome back to the uh, Fae Forge Academy Burn Bite. Bur- blah, blah. Ooh, glad I can edit that out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Uh, now I don't I know guess. what I'm going to say. Too much pressure. <laughs> uh, hey, welcome to the Fae Forge Academy. Um, today we are doing part two of our Burn Bright intro one shot with, uh, with the wonderful Dream. Good lord! <laughs> Halfway through the just session, just say all the words. <laughs> yeah. it's just just yeah. say all the words. We'll edit together later. Regardless, welcome, welcome, um, James, to our to our cast, and thanks for running us through through this. Um, we should probably do who's here today. So today we got Ian. Hi everyone. My name is Ian G. Uh, Ian Gould. You can. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. contagious. What's your What's your name again? <laughs> Hi everyone. My name is Dirt and Dirt. My name is Ian. Gould. My name is Ian Gould. You can follow me on Twitter at Ian G Gould, and I am a writer for DMs Guild and Adventures League, and I am extremely excited to be here today. Uh, we also have Emily. What's up? Uh, I'm Emily Harmon. Emily J E A Harmon everywhere. I also write for DMs Guild, Adventures League, organize conventions, do all that kind of stuff. Uh, Michael. Hello, I am Michael Sinclair II. I go by Michael Critz everywhere. Uh, I stream on Twitch, uh, MTG, and I am on a whole bunch of other D&D streams and podcasts. Uh, just check it out on Twitter. And Adelaide? Uh, yo, I'm James Intracasso. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm Amazing. Adelaide Gardner. I'm Adelaide on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at various different shows and podcasts, including this one. Um, and we are super, super excited <laughs> to have James back, um, which we've only been gone for five minutes in real time, but uh, so <laughs> here with us as we finish up this this one shot of Burn Bright. Um, so James, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do? Um, maybe give one more plug for Burn Bright and then the ta- and the sure. table's yours. Yeah, thank you so much. So I am really excited to be here. Uh, I'm James Intracasso at James Intracasso on Twitter, jamesintracasso.com and worldbuilderblog.com uh, for uh, for checking me out and, and the things that I do at various places. Uh, I am one of the lead designers of this role-playing game we're playing right now called Burn Bright. Uh, Bright is spelled B-R-Y-T-E and at burnbright.com you can learn more. You should also listen to the first episode where we made characters and played a little bit and it was a lot of fun um so we are going to dive uh, right in i realized that i committed a a gm faux pas uh before uh in our, our last game which is i didn't tell you about uh safety tools um which we do have uh, built in for burn bright um what we have actually here is a card deck um and so the uh the way the the safety card uh works is right it's basically like the uh, the flower. Um, if people are familiar with that concept, that safety tool at the table, um, every 
safety deck has three different cards in it. A keep going card, which is green, um, and says keep going on it. Uh, a slow down card, which is yellow and says slow down, and a red stop card that says stop on it and is red. Um, and so these cards can be played uh, at the table um, without uh, basically uh, anonymously, right? Mm. You can play them from your hand and you can drop them right onto the table without anybody knowing who played the card or uh, what it was. And so it is a helpful way to, if we see a stop card, right, we immediately stop the scene um, and uh, we will uh, very likely, uh, you know, uh, say like, okay, cool, we're, we're moving on, right? It works exactly like the X card does, if people are familiar with that safety tool. Um, the slow down card lets people know like, hey, just so everybody knows, like this level of content, level of description and everything right now is fine, but please do not go further and let's move on as quickly as possible. And green means, hey, you know what? We're, we're getting into territory that might be dicey for some people, but for me, this is good. Please keep going. Um, and so that is essentially the, the way uh, that the safety cards work. Um, and that is uh, that. Those are the tools that uh, we will be using, um, and they come standard with every uh, game of Burn Bright. Um, so that's how that works. Uh, just so we all sort of know what we're getting into. Now, last time yeah. you all were on your ship Yurtle, uh, and you were headed uh, to uh, go save some people at the edge of the burn when you got a distress call from Favor Station. Right. Um, and so at favor station, um, you uh, you had decoded right outside of it um, this call that came from a Kithuk uh, that said the station had been attacked by pirates who were looking for something specific uh, and that they had taken a bunch of hostages. And this Kithuk was the only person who was free. Please come and help. Um, and so that is where we had left things off. Uh, where, uh, uh, and I think the question now is, did you all want to travel to Favor Station or did you want to do something else? Um, I think we're trying, to, I think we're trying to I, go yeah, to I, the I station. I think we should, uh, we, we should help the, that fellow. Yeah, that's Pirates what I said all along. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad everyone agrees. Okay, we should <laughs> yeah. go. We should go ahead now. <laughs> uh, so uh, Yertle appears and says, uh, "Okay, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Um, all right, I'm firing up the engines. All right, Ket, you're in control, um, and uh, and kind of gives Ket control of the ship. Um, so Ket, you can. Uh, there is an airlock um, if you wanted to uh, come up and bring your ship Yertle right to the airlock. You could, um, mm-hmm. but I'm also open to other things if you want to try something else." Um, seeing as like I I don't do anything fancy as far as piloting goes, I'm just going to do that. But like I said, efficiently use Mi's resources, work in tandem with Mi to get mm-hmm. us or Yurtle to get us to park into the airlock. And that is something that doesn't even require a skill roll as you're working with Yurtle, right? This is sort of like a routine maneuver that you do all the time, docking with other stations and stuff like that. Um, so mm-hmm. you are able to uh, to dock with the ship, um, and uh, and your uh, airlocks are matched up now. Um, and so you would be able to enter the Inferna. The Inferna's airlock door is actually unlocked. Uh, looks like maybe there was a secure lock on it and it's been broken. Hmm. Oh, wow. 
Hmm. Uh, as we were coming up, could we see anything uh, about like the exterior of the station or any like debris floating nearby that might give us more information about the situation? Yeah, good question. Uh, so, as you come up, one thing that is obvious is there isn't another ship parked at the Inferno, right? Uh, pirates to you would suggest that, like, they had to get there somewhere, right? Um, but you don't see a ship. Um, if you want to, like, look for debris... Uh, tell me what skill you would like to use. Um, you could scan for it. You could look out windows. You know, it's up uh, to you. Going to excitedly uh, look out windows and try to perceive. Uh, Great. That is going to be a complexity three. Complexity three. Yeah. Pass. A two, five, and a nine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that is a success. Uh, so. The 259 is going to uh, get you that you can see. It looks like maybe uh, it, there's not like a huge debris field out there, but there are pieces of ship that you can just make out kind of floating out there. So at one point there was a ship here and it has since been taken down. Hmm. Whoa. <clears throat> you said that there was um, some sort of damage on one of the you said airlocks or at least one of the the uh one of the the hatches yes yeah um i am going to if i can use my uh engineering ability to see um how in what manner was it broken maybe get some more information of like these people who have um basically broken and entered into this station go for it and I'm gonna, as I do that, I'm actually gonna collect my whole hive because I was on the ship. So I'm gonna collect all my hive to form a humanoid kind of uh, shape. Uh, okay, and so yeah, engineering. Do you know what complexity? Which complexity do you want me to use for this? Uh, so let's use complexity three for this one. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah. All right. So you have passed, um, and uh, so with a, a one, a two, and a six, that is a big old pass for you. Cool. Uh, which means that you can see, right, um, when, you, when you're checking out the door, that yes, this was broken. It was broken recently, um, and you're when you're doing a pass, uh, you can sort of see the... Uh, you can see, like, the, the computer equipment that was used uh, is registered to a Dropo Salabralta. Hmm. I love that, dude. <laughs> I, I will uh, send a link out to everyone, a telepathic link uh, of that name. Mm-hmm. Uh, do any of us recognize it? Or can we do a Google search? A space Google search? A space Google search. Uh, yes, I love it. Um, so, uh, yeah, so so you can make a skill roll to see what you know about uh, Dropo Salabralta. And don't forget to check off your uh, Nova points as you're using skills here. Uh, I'm going to try space Google with computers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's computers. Computers. Uh, what complexity? Two. Okay. Uh, it is Space Google, after all. Space Google has succeeded. Excellent. So, 
with computers, uh, you are able to find it's not readily available information, right? Um, you kind of have to do some de- deep uh, digging. And uh, when you go a little deeper, you learn that Dropo Salabralta is the uh, pirate captain of the Salabralta crew. Uh, he is an Ulrin, um, and uh, th- his pirates specifically go around uh, and try to s- like steal menageries of exotic creatures. Hmm, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> So they're like uh, pirates that have a private zoo, kind of. I'll uh, telepathically tell the party about it. About what I found. Cool. So the party, now you know about that, about Dropo. Okay. Um, I guess I will tell the crew. We should be cautious of entering and finding the people who sent out the SOS. Indeed. The Dropo crew are here. They tend to be a tough bunch. Do we know if we use if they tend to use this uh, exotic menagerie like as pets, or if it's specifically for the buying and trading? So a lot of it is for the buying and trading, but he does have a reputation for loving, like showing off his pets, mm-hmm. basically. So he right. does often keep some as personal pets as well. Hmm. All right, I'm going to stealthily enter the ship. Like the rest okay. of the, the the thing. Yeah, do we need to like dock or something? Or have we already? I think we docked. Yeah, and we're inspecting d- airlock, and then. Okay, okay, okay. I thought we were like circling around the thing. Okay, I think we were like flashbacking. Mm-hmm. And you have inspected the airlock, uh, and as you open the airlock, um, I'm going to bring you to a new page on roll twenty here. Ooh. Okay. Can everyone see? Sort of. Ah. Yes. Yep. Oh, Top yeah. lift. Yeah. yeah. So top left if you're if you're looking for where you are. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, so you can see you enter this room. Uh, looks almost like a cargo hold, right? There are boxes everywhere. Um, uh, it's not big enough to be a cargo hold, but it looks like you know, like you'd store some here things here, like a loading dock, and then when a ship came, you could load stuff up on it and go from there. So you can see there are all these big crates in this room, um, and there's like a, a soft kind of uh, white glow coming from light that are on uh, in this area. Hmm. Uh, are there any like obvious signs of distress? Like any blood smeared on the walls or anything like that? Uh, right, so how recently area... has this been occupied? Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't look like there's much uh, in this, like in, in the sense of like uh, bodies on the ground or, or laser fire on the walls or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, it, uh, in this area specifically, right? You can see in front of you there is a door. Um, and this is kind of a, a, a smaller area of the ship. This uh, blue object over yonder, is this uh, a point of interest? Yeah, so what that is, is that's actually a uh, a charging station. So for all of your uh, various electronics and stuff, you can throw them on top of that thing, um, mm. and then they get charged up. Nice. Uh, sure. So that's what that is. Yeah. Sure. Very convenient. I like, I like Ketno about that. Very convenient for our exit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so uh, you want to go this way? Uh, is this is this a door? I assume the north is, is. Yeah. the north is, is where yeah. we came in. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. You came through the north, so here to the south there is a door, um, and there's like a it's a big door that comes down, kind of like a garage door, uh, and you could open it up um, with a push of a button if you'd like. Right. Uh, Ruka okay. will uh, plant himself in front of the door in a very like defensive uh, kind of stance and look for someone else to pr- push the button. <laughs> I'll reach out one tentacly eyeball. Uh, Yes. And push it. Push the button. Yes. <laughs> Just a little bit yes. of slime left there. <laughs> so as you push the button, the door opens up uh, and there we go. Um, and you can see now this hall does have some laser scorch marks uh, on the on the sides of it. Um, and you can see that there are uh, doors coming down. It's kind of... Uh, eerie that in this way that like the lights are flickering here um some of the laser fire has damaged some of the lighting and so it's sort of flickering on and off in this hall um but you can see that there are uh six doors off to the side three on either side of the wall like to the east and west and then one more large garage door all the way to the south at the end of the hall there uh, with the flickering on and off lights, Sildavi um, uh, has dark and seen the dark, and so is oh, sure. specifically looking down the hallway, trying to make sure that nothing uh, sneaks up on uh, on their comrades. Mm-hmm. Okay, make a uh, yeah, make a make a roll for that. All right, I'm going to be uh, peering down the hallway. I'm gonna, I'll use I'll use perception for that. Okay, cool. Right. Complexity, and this is going to be complexity too, because you do have the the dark vision. So, all right, the dark sight. One to four. That's a pass. One and four means that you pass, uh, and so you are watching the hall, and you see uh, this uh, being. It looks like an Eno, um, but they're like made of iridescent light, right? Like all this shifting sort of rainbow-colored light. Um, Walk down the hall kind of very quickly uh, within the blinking and then move uh, through the door, uh, the closest door on your left. Um, You can see, and they move through it without the door opening. They like, you know, phase through the door Mm. as they make their way. Have we ever seen anything like this before? Good question. Uh, like, I don't is this think common any... to the Eno. <laughs> no, no. So this is not a common thing uh, that uh, that any of you would have seen. Um, Someone could make a check to see what they know uh, if they know anything. It will be a complexity four check. Is that a knowledge? Yeah, probably. I think so. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll roll. I'll roll the complexity four. Oh no, Excellent. our first fail. Uh, yes. yes. So so this is a a failure. Uh you rolled a one and another one. So that means you failed, <laughs> right? We've got doubles here. Um so uh I uh so so within Burnbright, right, there's a couple different things you can do when you fail. One is like mm-hmm. maybe there's an obvious answer. You fail to jump over a pit. You probably fall down the pit. Um, but sometimes the GM needs a little help, and so they can roll on a failure prompts table, um, which is a D100 Fun. table. So let's mm. see. Uh-oh. Hmm. What? 
And so we get these uh, <laughs> sort of non-specific statements. So you break an ally's stuff uh, is what happens. So it looks like Ruka is closest <laughs> to you. Um, uh, the friendship so, uh, bracelet. Adelaide, you tell me. <laughs> Um, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, no. oh. <laughs> uh, so Adelaide, uh, what do you think absolute uh, while while they're trying to think of like what this uh, what this being is that they have seen um, in in what way might you break Ruka's stuff? Now Ruka, uh, her uh, like stuff could be equipment. Stuff could also be like. You do something that would make Ruka very mad and break Ruka's temper, right? He he gets Ooh. mad at you, that kind of thing. Um, so break is a term that we use a lot because it can mean a lot of different things. Break their trust. Mm-hmm. You know, I I am going absolute comments on how maybe we didn't all see the same thing. Uh, and then it gives you an incredibly mind-blowing esoteric question, such as, is there any way to see things objectively at all? <laughs> I, I don't, yes. I don't yeah. even know. I... <laughs> I... Hmm. Uh, you should think <laughs> on that one for a while. Uh, Ruka... So... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ruka feels very sad. Uh, and when Ruka feels sad, uh, he pulls out his big light sword so he, uh, he can bathe in the light and feel some sort of comfort in this creepy, flickering, dark hallway where he's lost his sense of self and just looks into the light for a minute. <laughs> That's excellent. So, Ruka, we are going to give you a condition. Um, so, on your sheet, you can see you've got these uh, these conditions here, right? Um, you've yes. got uh, big and little hearts, um, some that have plus signs and some that have minus signs in them. Uh, click the smallest heart with the minus sign in it. Okay. And now you see all of your skills get that same symbol next to them. Uh, and so we're going to say uh, that for the time being, uh, click the minus next to uh, to knowledge. Um, so when you make a knowledge skill, what this means is, and Roll20 will do this automatically for you, as long as this uh, is active, um, you will make it at a, a complexity of plus one, right? So if you have to make a knowledge skill roll at a complexity of two, you'll make it at three. Uh, does that all make sense? And so you're this. Uh, you can give yourself at the bottom. You can name your conditions if you want to track them. Um, it sounds like this condition is like you've made your. You've become very sad. Um, so your condition <laughs> might be like sadness in this case, or that kind of thing. Um, so yeah. So uh, so yeah. So Ruka, you are crisis. sad. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That would be a great condition to have. Uh, we're we're all having that condition these days. Um, so, uh, yeah. Back to the space so, game. So as, <laughs> as we see, it's too real, James. It's too real. <laughs> as we see this like rainbow glowing, you know, mm-hmm. walk through the door. You see Mondu take out. He's got a he's got a camera. Um, Mm-hmm. And he just runs to the door, like entranced by whatever this thing is, and just pushes the door open, camera ready, um, to capture this image of whatever this strange creature was. 
Sila Davi refers to this as Mandu finds the traps. (laughs) (laughs) Go, Mandu, go. (laughs) So, Mandu, you run down here um, Mm -hmm. and uh, you open the door. And as you do, you see this, this, again, this sort of, uh, you know, that seems like they're made of, like, flowing light and, and sort of iridescent liquid almost. And they're in a chef's outfit um and they are like standing at what this is a kitchen right you've opened the door you're looking at a kitchen there's a stove in here and they're standing at a stove they're like going through the motions of cooking but they're not actually interacting with any (laughs) objects or anything like that um they're just uh cooking some stuff up um and you know like you see them like go and it looks like they're moving their hand like they're chopping uh with a knife and then it seems like they are uh, gathering up whatever they cut in their hands and they're like putting it on in a pan in the stove but there's no pan there and there's no food coming out and then they're like shaking up the pan um that do kind of do they um like even respond to the door opening or anything like that uh they do not seem to respond to the door opening uh or or do you at all when filming or anything like that yeah huh uh i'll look back at the group and say it they're trying to cook something probably for us I would assume. <laughs> I mean, how do we even know if they're cooking for us? What's the point? <laughs> I'll turn back and... Um, friend, uh, uh, are you preparing a meal for us as sort of a welcome sort of thing? Uh, when you address this being directly, they turn and they they look at you, um... And uh, they give a, a little bit of like a, a cry, um, you know, this like, Hee-ah! but much louder than that sound. Um, I don't want to blow out everybody's eardrums right now. <laughs> um, right. They give that cry um, and uh, and uh, they start to uh, like come toward you um, with their arms outstretched. Uh all right, I, I'm going to intercede here. I see this Eno approaching. <laughs> what what house does this Eno appear to be from, even though they are multicolored and multi-hued? I still have a sense uh, of they appear, uh, they appear to be of the Nove house, N-O-V. Nove house. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm um, I'm gonna, going to use my... I, I have my, 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 uh, my, my com badge and then my disguise badge, like I'm like right here. And I'm going to go ahead and just mm-hmm. like tap my disguise badge, intercede myself uh, between this glowing iridescent, you know, shape and uh, and Mondu, and I prefer to use a presence roll to like get them to like like back to your task, like know your place. Okay, cool. So yeah, this will be a complexity three presence roll. Um, okay. To uh, to make this happen, yeah. With this, uh, I have a I have a special ability called Natural Liar to reduce the complexity role of skill rules made to verbally trick or deceive others by one. Would that come into play here? Yes, I think so. So, what did you disguise yourself to look like? Like a, a high ranking member of their house. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think this is definitely deceiving someone. Just 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 an attire. Yeah. All right. So that's gonna be a, so that's gonna take a presence complexity three roll down to a presence complexity two. That sound right? Am I following so far? That does sound correct. Yes. All right. Boom. Okay. So they uh, they look at you and they they blink. You can see they've got all the features right of an Eno, and they mm. they blink and they they say like, 
they they sort of drop the scary facade and they look terrified now and mm. uh they say uh, they they need your help they need your help um and they start uh they they move by you and as they do you can feel like you you all feel this tingle uh, you know your uh, your various hairs if you have them uh, stand on end uh, as this creature moves by and starts uh, moving down the hallway and, and and is calling out they need your help they need your help um, um, before and- before they get too far um, i would mm-hmm. like to make an empathy roll um and okay. try to connect to that fear emotion and say no i i i know that's why that's why we're here. How can we? How can we help? Who? Who? Who needs our help? We want to help. Okay, go ahead. Make the. Uh, so that's empathy. That's also going to be a three. Three. What? Um, what is advantage? So advantages are used in combat, uh, and they uh, essentially gotcha. you gain them, right? Your livability rating, you pull them. They're a group resource, and then you can use them to change out one of the numbers in your die rolls. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. When you fail, okay, yeah, okay, uh, three, four, and a two, so I passed. Okay, so yeah, uh, so uh, they'll stop in their their tracks and say, um, they're uh, they're drowning us in plasma. They're drowning us in plasma because we won't give them what they want, and I don't know what they want. I'm gonna look back at the rest of the group and be like, uh, that's that seems pretty bad. Perhaps they should grow gills to breathe the plasma. Then they would not mm. be drowning. Ooh. <laughs> a- absolute I don't I, I I don't know if that's entirely helpful at this exact What does it mean? <laughs> Mondo, you are I now love it. also sad. <laughs> uh, so plasma it's sort of universally known as like a magical fuel um, mm-hmm. that is used to fuel a lot of different uh, rituals and and uh, vehicles and things like that um, and so it could be that referring to that liquid hmm. uh, and now that she says that it also occurs to you that she looks like she is made of plasma Plasma has this sort of iridescent quality mm. to it. Mm. And it's almost like she's made of plasma, living plasma, and, and moving around. Huh. And, and just as clear, plasma is also an energy source? It is, yes. Yeah, it's, it's like gasoline, kind of. All right, so we're, we're basically going to restructure our adventure now to be Ghostbusters, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> On the same picture. <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, if you are going to be, well, they're drowning in plasma. Well, show us. Don't tell us. Show us. And uh, and she says, "Okay, follow me." That's what I was trying to get you to do. Um, she looks like she's giving oh, was, you some attitude now. I was confused because you first started with just screaming at us, which w- wasn't the best communication style. But I suppose it's sure we'll follow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and she uh, she starts making her way down this way to the door, uh, and then she immediately disappears through this door to the south. The one that's right in the middle. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. yep All yep. the way at the bottom. Okay. Are are we are we going through here? Uh. However. Yeah. When you get to there you see uh, a momentarily kind of popping through 
the door that is all the way uh, down here. It's just before this big door to the south. There's another side room coming out. Um, You see this uh, little uh, creature um, that you all know is is what's called a blip. Uh, makes an appearance here. I'm going to share a picture with you all, just so you can sort of get the full. So cute! Oh my Look, god! I adopted. I adopted. <laughs> we adopted. It's part Pokeball of the group. And I just oh my god! Yeah. And it sort of looks <laughs> okay, like a like a so... fennec fox. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, it's good. so we just take it back to the ship and we leave now, right? That's the yeah. yeah. <laughs> <our new> <laughs> mm-hmm. We saved um, them. <laughs> so yeah, the. Go team. the creature kind of looks like a fennec fox and it's got three different tails um on it and it's it's this like a baby blue kind of color um with a with a white chest uh and it comes out and it's small you know it's about the size of a uh like a smaller dog maybe 20 pounds um and it runs out um again without the door actually opening but this you know you've seen blips before they are uh these canine creatures that can phase through objects mm-hmm. right so this is actually mm-hmm. a thing a biological thing you know that this creature can do um and it uh, it kind of runs forward when it hears you all coming out um and uh, ruka it runs right up to you uh and starts like sniffing and and licking your leg friend status achieved <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um yeah ruka um even through like the sadness uh ruka's little cockroach eyes light up and he uh leans down uh towards the creature and pulls out like a frayed friendship bracelet and starts shaking it around like a toy to try to like entertain it and pet pet okay yeah and and uh this uh this thing seems to really like that and it's like um, and it is uh, going up and and uh, like going after the friendship bracelet and uh, and and nipping at it a little bit. Um, mm. Yeah, this is the best thing to happen today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ruka will like try to pick the the doggo up, um, the blip up, mm-hmm. um, and continue forward. I guess. Yes. Yeah. So you've got this blip, um, and you know that. Uh, while you are blips are highly desirable because while you're holding a blip, you too can phase through objects. That's nice. Yeah, that is nice. I was going to say uh, when the creature, the one before the blip, said that people are mm-hmm. drowning in plasma. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see if I can make some sort of presence check with the secret artifact I have in, inside of me because I know that someone's drowning in plasma and I don't know if there's going to be any sort of like way I can engage with this secret artifact in a way. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Alright, so this and complexity is... Uh, so you just found this artifact, right? Yeah. I'm going to say the complexity is four? Let's go. Yes. Let's do this. I'll do what I do best, which is failing. Yep. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> excellent. And th- Two ones. Uh, the self-fulfilling prophecy. You have your brand, at least. I do. <laughs> uh, so let's roll. Let's roll on this failure prompts table to see what happens. Oh, no. A fire starts. 
a fire starts. Okay, I love this. Um, so, uh, I think what happens is your uh, your the bone uh, starts to like glow red hot as you move closer and closer to the door. It's getting hotter and hotter. Um, uh, you know probably a little bit from when you've been using it that like when it's close to plasma it warms up a little bit but it has never been uh, this hot before um, you can either drop the bone uh, or mm-hmm. if you want to keep holding on to it you can but you'll take a health level of damage let's do the damage so we know how damage rolls and then it'll activate my other ability just to make everyone do poorly Yay. <laughs> excellent <laughs> excellent so You'll take one health level of damage, so that'll reduce your your health levels one. It's a two, right? So now it's yes. two out of three, and then two out of my three. ability bodies of my comrades because I am a um, a Rornan. Uh, when I take damage, you make the square you occupy an all adjacent square slippery for ten minutes. The squares <laughs> are difficult terrain for all creatures who are not Ronins. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so you all see these uh, these Vornins start to die, uh, like just shedding out of the colony, um, surrounding the floor, uh, becoming very and it becomes very slippery for those of you who are standing near Ket. That does not look very healthy. Ket, we, the bathroom, Ket, <laughs> talked about this. <laughs> no, sorry, this is this is my. Um, it's the smart slab. It's it's acting up again. I have to really get it fixed. Uh, and I'm just talking about like a personal computer that I have, and it's like, you know, it's the Samsung yes. incident from way back oh, when. No. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it, but that's what happened. And I, I'm 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 trying to deceive you folks that what happened, and not that I have some sort of uh, ancient artifact on me. You you should yes. probably. You should probably get that checked out because my smart slab has never made me leak myself onto the floor. I'll fix it once we're back on the ship. It's happened before and I've fixed it. That sounds reasonable to me. Mm-hmm. Well, shall we? Yes. Yep. I'm going to try to get away from this slippery bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you can all move away from the slippery bits. Uh, Ruka, you're standing again in front of the door. Yes, uh, Ruka will move up to okay. the door and see or prepare for someone else to open it if there's a button. Um, before we go through, I'd like to put whatever a uh, Ulran's version of an ear is up to the door and just listen through and percept if anything's happening that we can hear or go ahead. No. Yes. So these are some pretty thick metal doors, um, but okay. you do have, uh, Olren have like holes basically in the side of their head that act as ears. Um, so mm. go ahead. And, uh, it's only a complexity too, despite the thickness of the door. Okay. Let's see if the D fours can do it. Here we go. Yes. With a four and a two. Excellent. So, um, yes, you uh, are able to keep things, uh, like, listen in. Uh, and when you do, you hear uh, a tremendous thrashing uh, on the other side of the door. It sounds like someone is uh, banging something. 
uh, when you listen. You have to put your ear pretty close to the door because, again, it's like thick. And so the doors are meant to block sound and stuff. But it definitely sounds like uh, someone is banging something hard uh, over there. Someone's banging something hard over there. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, we should go. Okay. Do these doors, you said they're like these really thick doors. Are they, can we just open them or are they kind of like locked or sealed or something like that? Uh, You can open them. So they are, uh, sometimes they're sealed, uh, but I'll let you know if they're, if they're locked. Um, In this case, this door is locked. It's just closed. Okay. Sealed Davi is going to press the button. Okay. Uh, So when you press the button, what you see when you open up are these, uh, is this enormous, um, large pink uh, sort of simian creature, right? It looks like a large ape, uh, but it's got like a lion's mane around its neck and it has a kithuk, the kithuk from the message that you saw earlier in its giant hand uh, and it is slamming this kithuk repeatedly against the side of the ship um, and the kithuk is, uh, is spurting this goo um, it's internal mm-hmm. blood and everything and it throws the kithuk to the side um, as it turns and looks at you and lets loose this uh, very primal sort of roar uh, as it does that another one of these giant simians uh, exits uh, from a chamber and you can see they are both uh, down here um, looking at you. So now we're in initiative. Uh, um, can I use Avenge the Fallen when they go down? Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. I love that. Uh, so. uh, what does that do? I mean, I know I made this uh, game. It's it fine. says uh, when in. <laughs> For those listening along at home, what, what does it do? Right, yeah. Uh, uh, when an ally I can see is reduced to, reduced to zero health levels by an enemy attack and you're within movement speed of the enemy who made the attack, you may immediately move to an adjacent square to that enemy and make a complexity three attack skill roll against them. Okay, yes, let's do it. So, yeah, right. we'll, and then we'll get into initiative. Ah, surprise uh, round. Once that happens. Alright, so I'm gonna run up. So it's a melee attack? Yes, it is a melee attack. At complexity three. Okay. Uh, I pass. Alright. That is a big hit with a 7, a 12, and an 11. Uh, so what weapon are you using? Uh, I have a lightsaber or a light sword. <laughs> Yes. So the way a light sword works is um, weapons uh, sometimes modify damage, but a lot of times what they do is they have these special qualities. Um, So a light sword has the uh, laser sword has the piercing quality, which means that if a if a enemy has like a shield generator, uh, you ignore the shield health levels and go right for their their fleshy bits. Um, So this uh, particular creature does not have any shield health levels, but you do hit and connect, uh, dealing damage to it. Nice. Um, so, yeah, so you deal a health level of damage with that attack, and now we are in initiative. Um, so, the way initiative works is uh, the enemies declare their actions, right? Um, it's sort of a, a very cinematic thing, and it may take a minute for you to wrap your mind around it. So the enemies declare their actions, but they don't actually go. Right, It's one of those, like, you can see what's going to happen kind of things. Um, You all get to act, 
And then the enemy actions resolve if you didn't prevent them from happening. Uh, On your turn, uh, you can take as many actions as you want until either you fail a skill roll or you choose not to take an action. Remember, if you fail a skill roll, you don't just fail, you make things worse. Um, On your turn, your first action is at a complexity 2, and then your next action is at a complexity 3, and a complexity 4, and so on, um, increasing your risk of failure, basically. So those are kind of the basics here, and we'll go over that again, because I'm sure there will be questions uh, uh, to be had. Um, so right now, uh, there are these uh, large uh, simians. Uh, they both look like they are going to try to attack Ruka. Um, so they're declaring their actions to attack Ruka. Uh, and Ruka, I am going to uh, put a special marker on you in Roll20 to indicate that you are being attacked twice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have done that. Uh, so now uh, it is uh, time for player actions, right? Uh, PC actions, and you can act in any order you choose. Hmm. Can I make a knowledge check to see if these creatures have any weaknesses or anything that distracted them or anything that they're like oddly afraid of, like a mouse from a 1940s Disney cartoon for an elephant, something like that? Yeah, absolutely. And that'll be one of your actions on your turn uh, if uh, when you take your turn uh, to do that. So if you want to go first and feel free to strategize uh, as far as your actions go, like, hey, I've got yeah. a thing I want to go first or that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm thinking I want to make a knowledge check first. So that way we can use information against the enemies on their turn to stop them from attacking Rucka. Okay, um, sure. A couple of mechanics questions. One, if we if we have a, a special sk- special ability that says make a skill roll, do we get to mm-hmm. choose what that skill roll is that that works with it like other other things? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. As long as you can justify it. Okay. And then you may have mentioned this, but I might have missed it. Advantages. How, how do we get them? So you can use your action to create advantages by doing things like. Uh, uh, you know, uh, pulling down a bookshelf if there were something in the room, or uh, basically things that like you do in combat that should help the group, right? Um, if you can okay. come up with an action to do that. So, for instance, a knowledge check. If this knowledge check succeeds and that knowledge is shared with everybody, that would give you all mm-hmm. an advantage that awesome. uh, would be generated and go to That's your. That's what pool. I was hoping for. Um, okay. Yeah, max number of advantages you can have in your pool is two because that is your livability rating right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you get them, use them. Got it. So I, I can be a big distraction, and I can heal myself pretty easily with if we have advantages. So I was thinking, while um, Ian, what's your character's name again? Seal Davi. While Seal Davi is like trying to figure stuff out, I can just run up and I can make myself glow and make things take damage for touching me because uh, I have mm-hmm. inner light or inner inner glow. Um, mm-hmm. And so I so, can I can distract them. There you go. Well, so wait, no, we that's know fine. that they're going to attack Ruka. Like that's that, that that am I understanding this correct, James? Like we know they're going to attack Ruka unless we can find a way to like compel them to attack you. Uh, to attack sure. uh, Mondu. Is that am I am I following correctly? That is correct. That is correct. Yes. So there would need to be you would need to have a way for them to attack uh, uh, for a reason to switch their attack to Mondu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I can. I think I can make that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What about do you, do y'all want me to go first, or do y'all have other ideas that you want to do, or go for it, Steven? You go first. Yeah. Okay. 
So I want to run up in between the two uh, creatures mm-hmm. and activate my skill roll or my inner glow. Okay. Uh, and okay. I want to use um, uh, what did I want to use? Uh, I want to use perform. Okay. As I like try to make it bright and distracting um, for them. Go ahead. So that'll be a complexity too. That's your first action. Okay. Whoa. Oh, so that oh, no. is a failure. <laughs> Big fail. We double fives. It's been. It's all been fun and Ooh, games for a while, but now. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the joke is on you. So uh, what I'm going to say is uh, you you do become very distracting. Um, uh, so distracting, in fact, that uh, the the Kithuk who uh, was uh, laid down low uh, with their final breath uh, go, goes up with a laser pistol and takes a shot. But unfortunately, they hit you, Mondo, uh, oh, no. and you take one health level of damage. Um, as that happens, and that is the end of your turn. And I, so I have a shield charge. So I would take that first, correct? Yes. Yeah, your shield goes first. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. So your shield is gone. Your turn is over. Who would like to act next? I'm gonna go uh, ahead and I'll make go. that. Oh. I'm gonna make that make that knowledge check to see if there's anything we can learn about these creatures to uh, use against them. Endurance advantage for the team. Okay. Go ahead. All right, that's complexity two. Complexity two. All right. Yay. Hey. All right. So you generate an advantage for your team. Uh, you know that these uh, these creatures are called Velame. Um, and uh, Velame uh, are, uh, they're very, very, um, uh, like, aggressive um, species uh, that is uh, endangered right now because of the burn. Um, you do know that they have a particular love of citrus fruit and uh, <laughs> that uh, they have a particular love of music as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that those sort of things can distract them. All right, I share that information freely, freely with the group and uh, someone throw oranges at Mondu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but don't kill them don't, don't kill them they're very endangered and they're therefore very <laughs> valuable also all life is precious oh boy mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you can keep acting if you would like uh, Ian oh um, that's right because I can keep going until I fail uh, but if I fail mm-hmm. there are horrible consequences I I love this system <laughs> <laughs> I, love how, I love how like gambling is part of just the everyday. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, let's see here. Let's see. There's any kind of. Oh my goodness. All right. I am. And like moving around. Like there's no like. I see. I see. We have movement speed on our sheet. Does that count as an action, or is that like how does movement speed come into play? Or if we can take an unlimited number of actions. So you get you get one free move uh, on your turn that doesn't cost any action, uh, and then if you want to move more than that, uh, you have to make a skill roll to do. So oh, the first time you move, it's fine. Yeah, and, oh, and the move is the number of squares you move. Right. 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 Okay. Can I? They love music. All right, uh, I'm gonna stretch this out here, and uh, does the DM buy this? I'm gonna go ahead <laughs> and um, pull up my 
smart slab. There it is. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. uh, taking what I know about these creatures, like, can I uh, try to like find a song on Space YouTube to <laughs> uh, quell their nature? And uh, I'm, I'm shooting for an empathy roll here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I buy it. I buy it. <laughs> Yeah. So go okay. ahead, and don't forget to be knocking, uh, checking off your Nova points, everybody, as you're doing things here. Yep. So this is going to be an empathy. This is going to be empathy complexity three, right? Because the second action three. taken on this turn. Yes. All right. There it is. Okay, and that nice. is a pass. Um, so uh, what I'm going to say is uh, they also. Uh, can be overcome with conditions, um, which make it easier for you to do things to them, uh, attack them, uh, or uh, or mess with them, or that kind of thing. So I'm going to give each of them a condition, a significant condition, which means all skill checks made to affect them uh, currently are at uh, you like an extra, uh, or they're reduced by one to two minimum. So so that means your skill. Effectively, like it's two, two, three, yada yada. Okay. Did I do a good job explaining that? No, I did not. <laughs> uh, I apologize. <laughs> we um, does anyone need that again? <laughs> uh, we're, we're we're extra effective yeah. against them. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, and I will keep track of that and remind you all of that. All right, and and I'm not fishing here to make sure I understand correctly. Does that also generate an advantage, or is that only? Uh, you know what? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Boom. Love it. All right. And if that... Uh, so I'm going to... Uh, would you like to keep going? Uh, so that was my last dice, my last Nova dice used. So does that mean I earn a Nova point? It does. All right. Um, I'm going to stop there. I'm, I'm done. Okay, cool. Uh, so let's see. We've got uh, Ket, we've got Ruka, and we've got Absolute still to go. And you're just playing music on your on your iPad. Yeah, <laughs> John Cusack in this. Oh, Will Smith. Or Will Smith. getting spacey with it. <laughs> I like this one. I'm playing just the two of us, but it's just the two of us in space, so it's pretty much the same song. It's just... um, but you can see that the the animals are immediately distracted as soon as the music comes on. They keep kind of looking over um, and almost looking like tilting their heads. You know, like when dogs are uh, curious about something. That's what it looks like. Hmm. You wanted to go, Michael? Uh. Sure. Um, I'm going to try and use my. I'm going to move up. One, two. Wait, one, two, three, four, five. So they can both. Both of these creatures can see me, I think, from here. And mm-hmm. uh, because just the two of us is happening and I want to get to a Nova point, I'm going to see if I can do, um, you know. Just the two of us is kind of a sad song in a way, but uplifting. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. do a sad but uplifting twerk um, <laughs> as a as as a Ronin and uh, uh-huh. try and use decorum. Okay. <laughs> to to really to really set the music going to really get them to enjoy the music. Okay. Okay. So this Perfect. is you, sure. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> so decorum. <laughs> uh, as a, a group of bugs 
twerks. Uh, so it's your first action. So it's two. Wait. Yeah. Important question, Michael. Are the bugs yes. twerking as a hive mind? So like your whole form, your human form is twerking, or is each bug individually? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those one of those paintings where each frame is made up of an image of the same thing. Yeah. Right. Right. So. The collage. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You exactly. zoom in, it so just works the... all the way down. Uh-huh, exactly. Uh, it's, a, yes. it's a Mandelbrot of, of twerking, just as you go deeper and deeper. So you you start twerking, and uh, these large uh, apes kind of start mimicking you a little bit, right? Like yes. they're bouncing along, the getting leader. into it. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, um, they are getting into it. So you have succeeded. You have used your D4, which I think means you have a Nova point. Uh, no, I need a D10 leftover, which I'm getting into. Uh-huh. I'm getting into. <laughs> the Turk um, was a setup. The Turk was a setup. <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll have to swarm. I'm going to sneakily try to swarm, like, send a couple bugs to kind of swarm onto them. Um, okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. So while they're distracted by twerking, I'm going to send a little, like, disattach a couple of bugs and, and send some on each of them and see okay. if I can stealthily do that without them squishing them. Gotcha. Go ahead. That'll be stealth. Um, and and uh, is there any end to this, or is that like, hey, if I get the Nova point, that's the next thing? Uh, I might do something right after this Nova point and then call it after that. So once I do the stealth and then use my special ability, I'll be done after that. Um, okay, cool. If everything goes well. So uh, stealth, what uh, complexity is that going to be? Uh, three, because it's your your second turn. So Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Nice. So, so yes, you managed to get bugs. Uh, sh- uh, some bugs released from the hive uh, and are crawling through their fur as they twerk right now. Sweet. Uh, oh, and I'm perfect. sorry that actually bug- should have been at two because of the condition. So, but anyway, you fa- you passed anyway. So you super passed. Sweet. Super, super passed. passed. And then I'm going to use um, only one Nova point. Uh, to do the psychic lock, I think I can use that um, okay. on the one that is the furthest away from the party. Um, so I'm going to use my and do I, I have to roll the Nova ability for that? Uh, yes. So uh, can you uh, throw it in the chat and we'll see how it works? Okay. You spend one Nova point to successfully uh, So this just automatically happens. You don't actually have to make a skill roll. When you successfully use the psychic interference special ability. Oh no, so you do have to use psychic interference. Yeah, yeah. So you do have to make a skill roll. Uh, psychic which one is that one? Psychic mm-hmm. interference. Okay, so I'll roll this one and I'll have to make a social skill check. Mm-hmm. So um, I will use my socials are over here. I guess I will use my uh, empathy uh, to okay. do that. Go for it. Yeah. Because they're endangered. We don't want to hurt them. So it's empathy. Uh, let's see here. And we'll roll that. And then and then I'll use the Nova point following yeah, that. Yeah, so this two. one should be at uh, complexity three. Because you've. Oh, three? this is your okay, fourth action. Oh, no. Oh, okay. no. That is a fail. Now you can re roll one of those threes by spending an advantage if you want. Sure, I will do that. 
Okay. So I'll try and so go ahead. I'm still at three, right? So yeah, just roll a D eight uh, in roll twenty. Oh, um, or a oh. D twelve. Sorry, yeah, D twelve. My B. Okay. Boom. So that's good. That turns that fail into a success. Sweet. Uh, because you turned a three into a seven. Um, nice. So yes. So this one gets uh, locked in place. I'm going to put a big Perfect. red X over them so that we understand. Uh, yes. And- uh, so for the next eight hours, uh, un- <laughs> unless you free them, they cannot do anything. Mm-hmm. They're twerking and they stop like mid twerk, uh, butt out um, uh, right there. Um, I stop large. That's- that's the end of my turn. <laughs> okay. Uh, cool. Mondu takes a picture. That, that was a turn. Uh, so that uh, leaves Absolute and Ruka. I am seeing this all this mess that's going on. Um, the dancing, the the twerking. Uh, I'm going to step forward, and Absolute is the kind of character that looks for an alternate path forward. Um... What is the lighting situation in this? Is it like, is it pretty bright? Uh, my sword What's is going on? shedding bright light for 30 feet. That's true. Yeah. So it is very bright, and the flickering is actually not in this hall either. So we got, uh, we okay. got lots of, lots of light. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is just really silly. Um, I, I, we nearly have the other one maybe down. Um, I am going to aim... I'm going to pull out my pistol, and I am aiming for uh, just a panel of lights. I'm assuming it's probably a series of tubes like most ships are. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm shooting the lights out. Yes, yes. I'm going to get some mood lighting in this bitch. All right? <laughs> Excellent. I love yes. it. I love it. This will definitely generate an advantage, too. Peaceful, calming, calming. you know... <laughs> Uh, what do I do that with? Ranged? Yes. Is that a roll? Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you could do that with ranged and it's... Com- two. Yep. A pass. Okay. You pass. So the lights uh, go out as you uh, you uh, get some of your rage out shooting these lights, uh, which is going to create an advantage for you and your allies now that it's uh, a little dark and moody in here. Hmm. Hmm. Um, what, what else am I seeing around this room that's, like, not going to... That, that, that stands out to me maybe as something that's not immediately going to kill this endangered creature. Oh, good question. So, uh, you... The, the doors are all, like, wide open um, here. Uh, but this, uh, this sort of module before you, right? This, uh, this... Yeah, that, what is that thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like this dome that kind of comes out of the floor, you know, like maybe, uh, two feet high, and then is domed around. Um, you know, uh, because you, you've been on spaceships and space stations before, uh, this is like a little power station, right? Um, so, uh, some of the, the ship's power, probably like for this area, is controlled by this thing, almost like a circuit breaker. Um, so, you know, uh, like a taser kind of type thing. You, you might be able to do something with that. 
you've also got um, in the ceiling, like you said, you've got lighting that is the series of tubes. You've also got pipes that mm-hmm. would probably make like steam. Uh, there are uh, some wires that are hanging that you might be able to use to do something with. Um, so you've got a you got a fair amount of environmental effects. You've got this corpse, uh, this kiffle corpse over here um, that you could use if you wanted to do <laughs> something with the corpse. I don't think it tastes like oranges. <laughs> Probably not very palatable. Um, yeah. I'm going to head over to this uh, module thingy, and you said it works like a taser? Is it... Uh- uh, so it's like a like a circuit breaker, right? It's a lot of electricity. So you could maybe turn it into mm-hmm. a taser if you wanted to. Ooh, like overloaded or something. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's go for it. I, I'm going to look over at Ruka and Mondu and just, uh, y- you might want to watch out. Fuck yeah. uh, huh? And I'm going to start fiddling with the stuff. I'm going to say it's probably engineering. Okay, yeah, 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 I buy that for sure. Okay. And this is a three, correct? Uh, or is it a y- this will be, well, you're trying to affect them, so this is a two, because the music is still distracting oh, the one. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay, 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 gotcha, okay. Yeah, this is great. Okay! Uh, so, yeah, the, um, there is this big burst of, uh, like, blue electricity, um, as you overload this thing, Absolute, um, and you're tinkering with your tools, and all of a sudden it shoots out and showers this simian, uh, who is temporarily shocked, um, and, uh, and, uh, looks, uh, like, um, like they were harmed by it, but not in a lethal kind of way, if that makes sense. I would um, say now is the time, Ruka. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Would you like to keep going, Adelaide? <laughs> time for what? Uh, no, I'll let, I'll let Ruka go. Okay, Ruka, now <laughs> is the time. Time for what? Um. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, is there, um, is there, like, non-lethally attacking in this game? Yes, essentially when you reduce... So you can use any skill to attack if you want to. Um, so uh, you can you can use social skills to berate someone into, uh, like... <laughs> d- and it essentially deals damage, right? Um, <laughs> if they're berated enough, they stop attacking, they're out of the fight, they've been de- dealt down to zero, but they're not dead, right? They're just, like, uh, emotionally scarred, probably. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, so you've you've got that going for you that you have these skills that you can use, but also when you reduce someone to zero health levels, you get to choose what happens to them. Okay. Um, so uh, so even if it's traditional. Now the other thing you should know is. Um, you know they're going to attack you. You can use skills as an active defense. So you can either try to uh, beat this creature to a bloody pulp until it gets to attack you and, and mm-hmm. be put down. Mm-hmm. Or you could use one of your skill rows to counter one of its one or both of its attacks. It's going to try to attack you twice um, when it gets there. Um, and if you succeed, then those attacks will not hit. Okay. Uh, but you won't have dealt damage to it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Okay. Uh, so I've got a three-phase plan. So the first <laughs> phase, I'm going to try beating it into a bloody pulp uh, mm-hmm. without killing it. So I'm going to make a <laughs> melee attack 
Uh, what's the two? Uh, okay, that uh, hits. We're not gonna kill this endangered creature, we're just gonna permanently maim it. <laughs> I just wanted to stop trying to kill me. Self-defense. Uh, so you hit it again, um, but it is still standing and it looks enraged now. Um, I, the music is no longer. pissed. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to try to, like, grab it and kind of drag it into the sparking circuitry uh, next to Absolute. Oh. So it keeps, like, arcing inside of that <laughs> until it just kind of love it. stops. So athletics. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I buy that. All right. At two, because they have the negative one. Right from the, the twerking distraction. The twerking. So, yeah. You uh, you throw them into this thing, uh, and they are shocked uh, as well. Uh, they are breathing very heavy, um, but they still have this snarl about them. Cool. And uh, then I'm going to GTFO. Uh, I want to try to <laughs> okay. uh, stealthily uh, kind of slip away with this blip uh, in my arms and go through this wall uh, off to okay. the right of me, just like phase through it since I'm holding onto it still? Yes, you can totally do that. Alright, so I will um, try to stealth. Is it at three or four? Since it, they're perceiving the stealth, but... Yeah, so this is, uh, because it's against them, right? Like, they're they're trying to see it, we'll make it three. Okay. Uh, pass. Great. One, three, two. So that is a success. And then me and uh, my sweet blip, blip are gonna come over here, uh, pass through the wall, and just end out of sight of them. Excellent. So you pass through the wall. Uh, do you want to do anything else? You do see a big laser cannon in this room when you come in. <laughs> Endangered species! <laughs> uh, it looks like it's meant to shoot uh, outside of the space station, mm. right? Like, So it actually is meant to like raise up out of the space station sure. and, uh, all, all, and shoot uh, at oncoming ooh, distance. Ooh. Uh, interesting. I'll move a little bit closer to the giant laser cannon, uh, and then I'll I'll end there. Okay. Uh, so um, the uh, the Velme gets up, uh, and it's going to try to resolve its action, but you have disappeared from its senses, right? Um, and so it stands, uh, and it is going to uh, start to run. Uh, towards you, Mandu. It looks like it, it is now getting ready fair. to attack you. Uh, but it doesn't get to resolve its action, so its attack does not hit, which means we're back in PC actions. Who would like to go? Oh, so if, so if we create a way to basically cancel out its declared actions, it loses those. Correct. It doesn't yeah. readjust. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Does anybody have a plan? I'm just going to keep popping back in and out. How 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 uh, beleaguered does this creature look? Looking pretty, very, pretty, he- pretty very, he- very beleaguered. Yeah, <laughs> the scale of one to beleaguered. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, uh, like, y- y- he's a gentle breeze away from from fully beleaguered. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, can with with the parties. So I'm. I, so is it something that I think since, as a. A kind of a fun holdover from one of the other RPG systems, which I'm not sure if actually it is fun. It's like one person's like, okay, I have a crazy idea. And then you're just like, all right, Do give it. you consent for your, you know, crazy idea, but nobody knows what it is. Um, or it could be uh-huh. like, I pitch, 
is, 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 is the mystery fun or is the mystery like a pain in the butt? I'm getting, I'm getting a plus one from Adelaide. Right. Yeah, just go, just go for it. Do it. All right. Mm-hmm. Do the All thing. Right. It's fun for me. All right. <laughs> so let's see here. One, two, three, four, five. I'm going to try to rush over to the incapacitated creature. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's that's my movement. So in order for me to move again, I have to make some kind of roll to keep keep the train going. To keep moving. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm just going to say uh, straight up athletics check. Okay. Okay. Yep. That that makes sense. Keep pushing yourself. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. So here complexity two. It's pass. Pass. So you get to move again. All right. And so I'm going to move up next to this creature here. Now, this creature is completely incapacitated, right? It's got Mm -hmm. absolutely... Mm -hmm. It it cannot respond in any way. All right. Correct. Unless Ket wants to, at this very moment, release that. All right. Um, Ket? (laughs) I'm not releasing. My bug is... My bug is twerking on that creature and paralyzing it at the moment. Could I use my Nova point to make us some sweet cash right now? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. What do you, oh, you want to sell the, the creature? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Tell me what this looks like. Tell me what this looks like. So, um, I'm just going to cross the streams here a little bit. Um, I'm going to mm-hmm. rush up to this creature because I know a good deal when I see one. And I'm going to snap. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull out a, a small vial, like a magical vial. I'm going to snap it to uh, basically summon a connection channel. Uh, my comp mm-hmm. badge with the most, uh, you know, the most uh, conniving, ruthless, clever, backhanded, black market dealer this side of the galaxy that's right pip yeah <laughs> <laughs> you have crossed the streams and i am proud of you uh <laughs> yes uh so you hear a, a a voice on the other end say uh what do you got for me <laughs> pip yeah you know i'm not gonna waste your time i've got here it's endangered species a simian we're talking uh, they, they, these things are incredibly valuable, and it's incapacitated courtesy of a uh, of my Belonquet friends, of my Belonquet friend here's psychic interference. It is in your complete. You can restrain this creature any way you need it, but I need to sell it. I need to sell it now. I mean, right now. I mean. This is the primo shit. It's a deal. It's sale of the century, and this window is closing in like six seconds. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you say? 10,000 origin. Done. All right. I'm glad I didn't have to give up my tank for this. Uh, and he, uh, you see, uh, you all see like this circle uh, appears on the ground in like glowing runes beneath the, uh, the simian, and suddenly they are teleported away. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my so gosh. There you go. <laughs> I like this game, James. I love it's it. a fun game. Incredible. <laughs> a fun game here. Incredible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is I have never seen this used that way. That's great. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, right. I approve. I approve. <laughs> After the one that's alive, I have no clue. So. 
Um, I'm gonna try to, um, oh gosh. I mean, it's pissed at this point. It's enraged. Mm -hmm. It's also on its last leg. I leave it, you know, I, I, I am backed up by some of the most competent uh, adventurers, space adventurers, the side of the nebula. They'll take care of it. I'm done. Okay. Uh, I guess I will just wing it uh, and try not to kill it. Uh, I'm just going to shoot at its ankle <laughs> since apparently these are endangered, but now we don't care because we sell them. So good cause. You said the most shady black market, dude. <laughs> That's like the worst cause. Um, I'm going to. I mean, the good cause was ten thousand Argent. I'm pretty sure that was. Oh, okay. <laughs> we just went real fast um, from like making a club to being poachers. Yeah. <laughs> it just like shifted real fast. I'm going to use my laser rifle. Um, I don't have any charges here. Does it come? I imagine it's charged because we came from our ship. Yeah. Um, so ammo is uh, unlimited. You're you're good with that. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to do a ranged attack on it, and what the complexity is too, because it's my first thing on this uh, that I'm doing. Okay, so you're going to see uh, my laser rifle come out of like my chest, because it's you know, all my stuff are just stored inside my humanoid <laughs> figure. It's going to come out to my chest and go into, like, shift down to my hands and arms, and then I'm going to try and shoot it in, in, the, in the ankle. Nice, nice. Go for it. <laughs> and you do. Uh, that is a pass. Um, so, yeah, you hit it in the ankle, and it falls down uh, and is uh, crying, um, sort of letting out this mournful low, like, noise um, oh. as it cradles its ankle in the fetal position in the middle of the floor here, and we are out of initiative. Kit, you okay. shot him. So, and that is... I do want to throw this out there because this was a particularly easy battle um, that uh, that combat uh, can get out of control very, very quickly sometimes. Um, so, oh, sure. uh, yeah, yeah, this was great. I mean, yeah, I can, I can um, imagine that if we were all pushing ourselves to keep trying actions until we failed, it could get real hairy real far. Yeah, yeah. And usually there's more than more than two critters. So mm -hmm. um or sometimes there can be. Not usually. Usually it's whatever. It's a role-playing <laughs> game. It can be anything. Um, so, yeah. So you... Uh, but this this uh, d this big Velame is now on the ground uh, grabbing its, uh, its ankle, crying. Um, I would like to... I have... Was it quick bandages? Was that a thing? Yes. Yeah, I, I bought some quick bandages. Um... And I'd like to use one and make a medicine check um, mm -hmm. to, to kind of patch it up and make sure it's okay. And, okay. and if I could follow that up with an empathy to try to, like, befriend it. Like, we're not bad, big thing. <laughs> yes. So since we're out of combat, um, I'm going to say the, the, the medical check to bandage it is going to be, uh, like, a four because it really doesn't want your help. Um, and the empathy check is also going to be a four. Oh, this is, this should work out well then. <laughs> uh. What do you have? D4s in this? <laughs> no, I have a D8 in medicine. Ah, you'll be fine. So that is a failure. Uh, let's see. 
So uh, something wears out. Uh, and I think what has worn out is the patience of this Velame. Um, oh, no. And so when you come forward, it's actually very scared of you. Um, and it is going to just like slink back uh, into the corner um, and start uh, howling. Um, and as it starts to uh, to howl, um, you hear a... Uh, a voice behind you that you recognize as the uh, the plasma ghost that you met earlier um, mm-hmm. say, uh, are you coming? Oh, oh, yeah, I, I suppose so. Wh- where did uh, Ruka go? And I point to the wall. <laughs> uh, Ruka mm-hmm. will phase back through the wall with a blip. Mm-hmm. Um, and can I recharge my personal shield? Does that take a, a roll or anything like that? Or just spending a, a power cell? Uh, so that's just you spend a power cell to, to put it in. It is a roll if you do it in combat. Because, um, like, the pressure of combat, right? But normally, yeah. So uh, she, when you say, uh, oh, yeah, she turns around. Um, and you see this creature is whimpering and just moving further down the hall. Back towards sort of where the airlock is. Um, that's as you the go best. the opposite direction. Uh, uh, hopefully it doesn't go to our ship, but oh well. Yeah. <laughs> well, does it mean like who's the last one out? We all uh, look. We all look I don't to think absolute. Copy the left. Yeah, <laughs> I'm bringing up the rear. I'm bringing up the rear. I'm very slow and methodical. Did you? I walk with purpose. Thank you. Did you close the door behind you? Wait, what did you say? How often does Absolute remember to close the door? Said, so did Absolute remember to close the door behind her? Uh, I'm gonna say yes. Yes. Okay. There, there is there is staunch door closer. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, methodical to me says like someone who is, knows what they're doing. It's also probably like putting on your seatbelt. Like, don't leave the airlock open. Mm. You know, that's probably <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so Pretty common. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So the the ghost uh, is leading you. Um, and they lead you to uh, this door uh, all the way down here. Um, and then they walk through again. Bloop. As they make their um, way. I need to. Re- I guess I'm going to check if the door is locked. Uh, so, yes, this door actually is locked uh, when you come up to it. Cool. I'm going to try and use my ability. Um, and I see how f- fast it goes, but I'm going to do devour metal. Okay. So I can consume one pound of non-living, non-magical metal in one minute. Um, so eat a hole through a metal door, it says, compromise the ship's hull, uh, and consume a piece of metal e- evidence. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's another I will do that. If it gets down to that. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that to kind of create a hole so that I can swarm through and maybe unlock it from the other side. Okay, cool. Yeah, I love that. So you're gonna you're gonna eat a, a pound uh, a hole that is like a pound big, uh, so that you can uh, then get through uh, to the other side. Um, Stunning. Yeah. Does anybody want to be doing anything else for the minute that that happens, or are we good? I'll put, I'll, I'll be slowly put my lockpicks back in my pocket. Okay. Cool. Uh, so yeah, so you you start to put your lockpicks back, um, and you uh, you do manage to eat your way through. And uh, Ket, as you make it to the other side, 
Um, okay. You see the, the ghost is back here, like, hiding behind some barrels. Um, yeah. And you see a bunch of uh, Eno and Kithuk pirates and an Ulrin pirate. Uh, and uh, okay. some of the Eno have this glean uh, that they are uh-huh. uh, holding over a pit of plasma. Oh, boy. Um, and they look up as you enter, and the Ulrin says, I guess the Velame didn't stop them. Um, and uh, uh, says, uh, just a minute, uh, don't open that door, my friend. Uh, if you do, uh, this scientist here, and they motion to the Gleen, um, is going to have a very, very bad day. Um, let me see. I'm going to communicate uh, to the rest of the party. Um, it seems that they have a glean that they're threatening to kill over a pool of plasma. Um, they don't want me to open the door, so ready yourselves. Um, Can, right as I'm, we hear that, I would like to activate my special ability, my inner glow ability. Okay. Um... Using, using power because I'm okay. making myself really hot and glowy, and and I and I tell everybody to make sure they don't touch me. Just you are really hot and glowy, Stephen. It's uh, a <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just natural. <laughs> um, and it says I have to make a skill roll. So would that be complexity two? Uh, so what do you do? Oh, to, uh, yes, to activate your, yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's complexity yeah. too. There's no, no other pressure or anything like that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So you, you watch as, as my crystals just start to glow from the inside and you can all feel the heat kind of radiating out of Mondu. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm going to stealthily try and, you know, send a, some bugs to maybe see if they can open the door. Um, while I'm spilling like my form through the uh, the hole that I put. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. So, at the same time, I'm just mm-hmm. gonna phase through the door uh, to stand <laughs> next to him, hopefully providing some distraction so they might not see the bugs going for the button. Sure, sure. So yeah, you phase through. You also sort of phase through some of Ket's bugs as you move too, probably, right? Um, which doesn't mm-hmm. have any effect on either of you, but it is weird. Um, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you want me to make a stealth check to kind of open the door without them noticing right away? To give us some time to maybe like, you know, uh, enter the room very quickly so that everyone can come through without them knowing like I'm going for the button actively. Yeah, I think that sounds great. Um, so yeah, make a stealth uh, skill roll. I will tell you the complexity. Uh, I just need to look up a stat because usually these are against somebody else's. So yeah, this is going to be. Uh, this is actually going to be. Well, you've got aid from your friend moving through, so it'll be four, not five. Okay, Oof. so I'll do four. Let's go! Come on. No, it's me. Oh. Why do I do this? <laughs> I'm so okay. Bad. It's only double one. Ah. Oh no! Oh, wow. You relive a painful memory. Uh, so, Cat, tell me about the time you couldn't save someone from falling into a pool of plasma. 
<laughs> oh sure. Um, this is uh, when we uh, I was connected to another hive at some point, um, and we were uh, we were over for some reason like we were together and we were doing a mission to kind of uh, open up. This is where I found my bone. So like yeah, uh, I was over a pool and I was connected to someone else who we were both working the same job, and at some point the pool flashed and both of our bug forms freaked out and they slipped through my grasp and they went into the pool of uh of plasma and then they uncovered somehow the bone which i was able to pick up later so that was my painful memory oh that's awesome and and so as you're reliving this right the the bone you actually feel starts to vibrate um because it's like the bone is reliving the memory too and the bones yes wants to kill the shit out of the uh, pirates who just <laughs> dropped that glean into the pool. Um, uh, and uh, you hear the pirate captain go, oops! Uh, the Ulren, um as this glean uh, falls in and is uh, screaming now in the pool. Oh, uh, but no. they are actually still alive right now. Uh, okay. Yeah, but they are taking damage, as it were. Uh, however, um, yeah, so so you relive that that very painful memory as this happens, and you can feel the uh, the vibrations. The Ulrin then looks at you, Ruka, and says, "Now that's what I've been looking for." And he points to the blip that you are holding. Yeah. Is has the door uh, open? Oh yeah, Whoa. the door is open. You did you did manage what to get happened? the door open. I should have thrown that out there, Ken. Uh, okay, so you all, uh, I think this is probably combat again. Um, the door has been so. opened by Ket. Um, so, uh, so, uh, Dropo is going to, uh, so we're going, I'm going to use some of the markers here so we can see, like, who is, uh, declared an attack on who, because we have more than a couple creatures here now. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm, Dropo mm-hmm. is, uh, declaring an attack on you, Ruka, because, uh, he can see that you're, you're carrying the blip. Um, let's yep. see, and our other pirates here, so... Are all the other pirates Eno? Just, uh, so their marker is an Eno, but they're actually, uh, a, a bunch okay. of different kinds of pirates. Gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha. so, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. This is like the art in the bestiary for, uh, what these creatures are. Um, but yeah, they're not all, uh, so if you share a marker with someone, they have declared an attack against you. <laughs> so right now everybody is declaring their attacks, uh, and um, is this, are these attacks being declared like via like pulling out blasters and pointing them at us? Are there? Are we working yes, with all? exactly. So yeah. they are. Uh, each one of them has a uh, a laser pistol. Um, so they are pulling out the laser pistols to point them at you. Except for the captain, who I think has a laser rifle and mm. is pointing it. Um, and uh, the this pirate. Oh yeah, this little pirate gonna use a snail for wow I'm got too many here snail this one is gonna use the ninja face because <laughs> he's a sneaky boy and that's right uh and this final one is actually looks like they are running back towards this door for some reason 
Um, so, uh, they say, uh, uh, and the uh, Dropo says, oh, and I assume you probably came on a ship. That's good, because we need a way out of here. These scientists took care of ours. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that is going to mean that, uh, the enemies have declared their actions. The PCs can now go. Uh, I'm going to reach into my pockets, and I'm going to pull out this special little piece that I picked up at the last station and feel that a breach bomb. Now, does a breach bomb do what I think it's going to do? Will it create a hole breach? Uh, possibly, possibly, possibly. Um, so, uh, do you want it to? Let me, let's be frank about this. Would you like oh, a hole breach? I mean, I'm, I'm pulling a straight up, uh, this is going to be a straight up Return of the Jedi thermal detonator routine. Oh, okay. Then, uh, yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, uh, essentially they can, in the hands of an expert, yes, they can definitely create a breach even in an armored space station like this. What if Tassin would have tossed into a pool of plasma? Oh, that would be very bad. Oh Wouldn't it? Though? That's exactly what I <laughs> mm-hmm. say to uh, Dropo as I pull out this uh, four-inch radius uh, bomb that, uh, mm-hmm. as my tail swishes back and forth, and I like slowly, uh, like start walking towards this pool of plasma. And you know what? I'm actually going to go ahead. I'm going to put myself right next to it. I'm like, I'm going to basically, basically like if you shoot me, it, it falls. Wow. Wow. This is a power move right here. <laughs> I love it. Yes. It's a power move and I like it. I like it. Um, yeah. So there's a, uh, and, and Dropo seems to like it, right? He chuckles. <laughs> uh, he's like, oh, that is very good, my friend. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, how about you don't drop it and instead... Uh, I will, uh, I'm willing to split the earnings I'll make from this little blip with you. The, the blip is not for sale. Oh. No, no. The blip is not for sale. <laughs> I said, here's what's, here's what's going to happen. And I'm going to, I know you're not going to do this for free. I'm going to give you a way out. You're going to fish that gleam out of that pool of plasma. You're going to turn them over to us. You're going to give us half of what you're carrying. And if that's weapons, then so be it. And then you're going to take my word. But I'm going to send a ship back here to pick you all up in the next three days. And any survivors, anyone else you got on hold, they all come with us. And you get to stay here. That's my deal. Or wow. you can figure out how long you survive in the breach of space. Uh, so I think this is like a this is like an out of right. We're we're not really in combat, right? So I do think really the complexity know. of this the the complexity of this is greater than two because you're asking a lot, but you are like in a compelling position that it's it makes sense to me. And um, I'm, and I'm so giving him, uh, I'm giving him a way out. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying like well, hand yourselves over for arrest. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Although the burn is right there, right? Um, and so will he hold for three days? Uh, he's got to do a lot of mental calculus here. Um, <laughs> and by he, I mean me. <laughs> uh, go ahead. 
Ian, mm-hmm. uh, what skill do you think you're using right now? I could see the justification. I think I'm using a streetwise role right now because I want. I, I understand he's a yeah. criminal, and I'm speaking on his level. Like I know he's screwed, and so I'm speaking in language that he can understand. He's not going to have our ship, but I am going to give him a way out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do let yeah. The okay. Captains go with us. The fact that I'm asking for his guns and his weapons is really I'm just giving him something to haggle with so he can save face. I'm not really expecting All right, those. this, I, I'm going to say this is complexity five we're going Ooh. for. Right Ooh. All right. Ooh. Do we have any advantages on the on the board right now? Look at the turn order. It says now. No, yeah, they reset at, at the end of combat. Advantages are lost. Some big boy rolls right here. All right, now I'd say <laughs> that I would, I would ask if I could use my natural liar, but the, I'm actually being honest with him right now. So oh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean away from that. I'm just gonna go do a straight up streetwise complexity five roll. Yeah. Gonna, what, what's your, you? what's your number, uh, uh, or what's your die size? In, oh, it's the biggest one. Yeah, streetwise. Oh, okay. All right. Um, you got a shot. Unfortunately, my sheet's giving me a bit of a myth here, so I'm just going to go ahead and reset it. Okay. All right. We just so, get to be in suspense. That's <laughs> right. Okay, complexity five. Here it comes. Ready. Boom! Yeah. Hey! And there we go. There we go. You always had a chance. Yeah. For the listening audience, uh, yeah, that was a pass. That was a 10, a 5, an 8, a 6, and a 9. All different numbers, um, which means uh, Dropo looks at the, the grunts and says, get the glean. Um, and uh, and they like look around like oh crap uh, and they uh, start to um, like take off their pants and tie them together to give the glean something to grab onto. Um, uh, I like starting to keep your pa- oh oh I see. What you're trying. <laughs> right, yeah. So this was not part of the deal, um, and uh, and uh, he says fine. Uh, I'll give you half of what you want. Uh, you can take the other scientists with you. Um, and he's, uh, he says, uh, the ship you sent, if you can get it here any faster, I will be even greater in your debt. The burn oh. is right outside these walls. A favor from Dropo. Solbrata himself, that's worth its weight in plasma. And I will I will give him an, an acquiescing nod. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they will give you uh, half of their equipment. Um, they, like, hand you the pants that they tied together. Uh, uh, there <laughs> are several other scientists. <laughs> right, yeah, we, we don't need your pants. Um <laughs> There are several other scientists that were being kept uh, in another room um, that they bring out um, and they uh, have them uh, go with you uh, off of the ship. Um, I assume this whole time, uh, Ian, Mm -hmm. that uh, you are holding the uh, like the the breach bomb over the over the the plasma. plasma. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 
Amazing. So yeah, they uh, they hand over their weapons to everybody and everything like that. The blip looks up at you, um, uh-huh. and uh, Ruka, and yeah. and is sort of like giving you know a, a little uh, a nice little purr sound um, mm-hmm. as they nuzzle up against you. Um, which I'm going to say removes your negative condition. Not that it, it doesn't matter that much since we're sort of at the mm-hmm. end of things here. Um, however, uh, they uh, the the scientists. One of the scientists says to you, like, "Oh, um, that uh, that blip uh, that belonged to the chef." And you see that the plasma ghost is like looking at you. Um, it just gives a nod to you, Ruka. Like, this is this is a good home for their pet now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's okay. We'll we'll be best friends. And I pull out a uh, another like friendship bracelet that fits just like a perfect collar around the lip. <laughs> just like put it on. That's so good. Uh, That's great. And I will put one of my bugs on it if it's okay, if it consents, so that uh, uh, oh. um. What do you call it? Ruka can hear what the pet is saying and, and telepathically communicate with the pet. Oh. Yeah. It is a constant demand, a constant stream of demands for pets and treats. Uh, <laughs> Ruka uh, is easily pushed over and constantly pets and gives you treats. <laughs> So uh, you uh, sort of everything is loaded up. You do see that the uh, the other Velame is sort of passed out in that cargo bay. It looked like they were banging against the doors, uh, the airlock doors to get in, but they didn't actually uh, open anything um, mm-hmm. and they're passed out and you're able to uh, move everything inside. However, uh, uh, Seal Davi, um, you are still standing there with the breach bomb over the plasma. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and Dropo looks at you and he says, so how does this end? And he says, I hope you don't have butterfingers. And I toss it to him, and I run. Uh. Oh! <laughs> nice. Do you, like, book out as you uh, throw it his way? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, I'll make a skill roll for him to see if he oh, catches no. it. Uh, I will also toss. I have one too, and I'll just toss one into the pool as we're no, 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 the research station. Oh, okay, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I'm picturing Um. like Seal Davi tossing the bomb, and then tossing another one, and Seal Davi being like trying to catch it before it goes in. (laughs) Yes. Let's see. Okay, he does pass and and catches it, but that does give you the time to sort of leave without anybody mm-hmm. shooting anybody or or anything like that. <laughs> um, and you uh, you make it to your ship, uh, mm-hmm. and you are able to take off and and blast off uh, towards the stars. Now with several rescued scientists in your hull, um, and uh, and they're. Uh, sort of very grateful and uh, and uh, they talk to you about how Ark will definitely be able to reward you for their uh, for saving them um, and also because you sparing the station has managed they can like uplink with it and get all the data off of it too uh, even though it's mm. occupied by pirates and stuff like that right now. awesome um, and so that is uh, that is probably where we're going to end Burn bright, yeah, uh, for tonight. Sweet, yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah, 
So thank this, you all. That was a little taste. Uh, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, I, I was going to say this is this was awesome. This was so mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, good, good. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. So, so thanks so much for joining us and and running us through that and and taking some time out of your day. Um, why don't you give the people listening one more shot at where to find all this and you and all that stuff? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I'm James Intracasso. I'm at jamesintracasso.com, at James Intracasso on Twitter, and at worldbuilderblog.com. Um, and you can find out more about Burn Bright at burnbright b r y t e dot com. And I never explained why it's spelled that way, but it's because uh, in the in this uh, universe. Uh, a bright is an age, right? So, like, uh, there is an age of exploration uh, before the burn bright, and that's called the exploration bright. Um, so, it is the age of the burn that people are living mm. in, and that's why it's called the burn bright. Cool. That's very cool. Um, all right, everybody, thanks for tuning in, for for listening. We are going to get this up on um, our podcast feed in two parts. Um, it will also go up on YouTube as well. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Uh, Adelaide's power went out. Um, mm-hmm. So know, that's bummer. where she went, uh, which sucks. But that is what it is. Hey, thanks again, everyone, for tuning into our little Burn Bright one shot. Uh, hope you check it out. Go to burnbright.com to find out more. Uh, and you can start playing on Roll20 today. Uh, quick note, we will be back at the Faith Forge Academy uh, with our release next week with a little recap slash lore thing going on. Uh, and then we will have the beginning of our short little Dark Matters campaign, campaign which is going to be super awesome and you're not going to want to miss it. Uh, but don't worry, we will be intermittently switching back between uh, Dark Matter and our regular Faith Forge Academy Arc 2 uh, starting at the end of this month. Hey, thanks for listening to the Faith Forge Academy this week. If you've been enjoying our content, we always appreciate five stars and a review on iTunes or Podchaser or any other podcasting medium that allows you to do that. In addition, if you'd like to support us in other ways, we have a Patreon. Um, it's patreon.com slash Academy. Uh, in it, you'll find... Um, player journals um, I've even posted some DM notes in there and as always for more information about what's going on stay up with the cast and everything um, follow us on Twitter at Fayforge Academy uh, or you can check us out on our website FayForgeAcademy.com. Hey I'm Emily Harmon I play Sepia Goldenmorrow you can find me on Twitter at Emily J-E-A Harmon I'm Michael Sinclair II I play Besky Nevering, and you can find me on Michael Kritz on Twitter. I'm Adelaide Gardner. I play Ariane Suvan, and you can find me online at Twitter at OAdelaide. Hey, I'm Kai. I'm Stonefly underscore Kai, and then I am playing Asher and Ember Whisper. Hi, my name is Ian Gould. I play Coe's Forgeheart, and you can follow me at Game of Science on Twitter. Theme music and background music by Dave Cole of the Four Orbs Podcast. For additional music, search for D. Cole Music on YouTube. Additional background music and sound effects found at zapsplat.com and tabletopaudio.com. Fayforge Academy is proud to be a part of the Fundamentals Podcast Network. <laughs>